What is the greatest crisis that faces mankind? Is it the coronavirus? I would say it's not. Don't get me wrong. It's an overwhelming crisis in the world today. Yet I would say the greatest crisis in the world is the human heart's response to oneself and to one another in regard to COVID-19. The Word of God puts it to us in this way. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Proverbs 23, 7. For example, many say during this COVID crisis, wear a mask. And many others say, I don't want to wear a mask. In spite of this difference, what does God's word say? God so loved the world that he gave his son. John 3.16 And the word of God goes on to say, Let this mind be in you. Philippians 2.5 Yes, we are to love the world as Christ Jesus loves the world. Not the things of this world, but mankind, humanity, God's sons and daughters. Ultimately, to be in God's kingdom of love is to love. Hate will be no part of God's kingdom. Yes, this is a Christian podcast. Yet all are invited because God so loved the world. And for those who don't know how to love, stay with me because the good news is better than you think. My name is John Sheffield, and I'm coming to you from the great Northwest, the state of Washington. I grew up in Northwest Iowa in a small community in a very conservative part of the country. A great many folk went to church on Sunday, and we as a family went also. But we never brought church home with us. Christ Jesus was left out. Anger, hate, turmoil, conflict was the norm in our home. That's what I learned. For our family, church was just a form, play acting, if you will. It was not until many years later, apart from my blood family, did I accept Christ Jesus into my heart. Before I accepted Jesus, there was a void in my life and an immense suffering. I was so lost in my soul that I spent five years in the streets in homelessness all over this country, from San Diego to Panama City, Florida. Alcohol and drugs consumed my very existence. There's a man named Fyodor Dostoevsky, and he wrote this, What is hell? I maintain that it is the suffering of being unable to love. End quote. So then, what is the question that should come before each and every one of us? Oh Lord, how do I love others as you love me? Let's explore that because we are going to find out that there is one that loves us unconditionally with an unfailing love and only one can change our stony heart into a heart of love. And yes, I'm a prodigal son and the Heavenly Father met me while I was a great way off. You see, folks, there is no parable of the sheep seeking the shepherd. It is the great shepherd who takes the initiative. It is from the lips of Jesus that specifically told us 
what the world will lack just before he comes back again. Number one, Jesus said we need love in our heart's mind. I'll get to the number two thing we need in just a little bit. Please be patient. So, love for God and each other is what we lack. We can't produce God's love. It needs to come from above. Ask and you shall receive. When I talk about love, it's not the kind of man-made, self-serving Hollywood love. That's eros. And eros is not in the Word of God. What I'm speaking about is agape. God is agape. 1 John 4, 8 and 16. Agape is selfless love. The love exhibited by Christ on the cross. His love is self-sacrificing love. Let me share an example. There is an old Greek mythological story. It goes like this. It's about Admetus and Alcestis. They were madly in love with each other, and Alcestis loved Admetus. Alcestis said of Admetus, You're a good man, a righteous man. But sadly, Admetus was wrongly convicted of a horrible crime, and the punishment was death. But Alcestis loved Admetus so much that she went in front of the king and said to him, O king, spare his life in exchange for mine. And the king could see that Alcestis loved Admetus more than he'd seen anyone love someone like never before. So the king gave the decree that since Alcestis loved Admetus, a good man, so very, very much, he would put to death Alcestis instead of Admetus. And some to this day say this is the greatest love story ever. But, nonetheless, never mind, God says that's not his love. It's infinitely more than dying for a good man, or for a good woman, or a righteous man, or a righteous woman. Let me read some verses to you. Romans 5, 7-10 through 10. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. You see, God loves us while we are his enemies, while we are still sinners. We already have his favor. He condemns no person. Jesus says to us, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The word saved means much more than we think. It means sozo. The word saved, sozo in the Greek, means to be made whole, to be healed. 
We don't work for righteousness, but God gives it to us. It's a gift, a gift from the throne room of God in Christ Jesus. And the Spirit pours God's love into our hearts, God's agape. We simply ask, are we magically healed experientially when this happens? No. Some deep wounds may not go away immediately. It may take years. Have you found this to be true? Don't despair. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's his promise, and he cannot lie. Number two. What else did Jesus say the world would be lacking just before he comes back again? Jesus tells us the story of the widow and the unjust judge in Luke 18. The widow was crying out for justice against her adversary. And finally, the unjust judge asked the question, Won't God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Now in verse 8 of Luke 18, Jesus says something astonishing. He says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Wow. According to Jesus, two things will be deficient in humanity just before he comes back. Faith and love. Now, I've talked about love, agape, and what it means. Unfailing, unconditional, and self-sacrificing. But what is faith? Does the Bible let us know? Romans 10.17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith depends on God's word. In every word of God, there is life. It's inspired by the Spirit of God. A wise servant of the Lord once said, Men and women do not value the word of God as they should, because they do not sufficiently appreciate how different it is to all human speech. So, the faith essential for salvation is not mere inconsequential faith, but an abiding principle. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. There is vital power from Christ. It will lead the soul to feel the love of Jesus to such a degree that our character will be refined, purified, and ennobled. And this faith in Christ is not merely an impulse, but a power that works by love and purifies the soul. Now, how do we obtain faith in God's Word? Just believe that God cannot lie. Faith simply takes God at His Word. The reason why there is so much anguish and despair is because people think that by looking inside of themselves, they can find an answer to all their problems. But God's love is not self-seeking, but looks outward. Quit looking to your own life as if you have life within yourself. Your life is God's life, whether you believe it so or not. So the Word of God is God-breathed, and therefore full of His own life. Look not to self, but to Christ, and please don't wait to make yourself better, because there is no better in you. Romans 3, 10, 11 says this, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. 
Coming to realize that we are nothing without Jesus is the greatest tribulation we'll ever have. Trouble and tribulation reveal our emptiness, reveals our bankruptcy, our helplessness. But we can now rejoice in that. Why? So that the life of Jesus may be revealed in us. Have you said yes to Christ Jesus today? Did you know that he loves you with an everlasting love? I say quit looking at your behavior. That will only discourage you. It discourages me. Look to Jesus. And where do we find him? Do we have to go on some kind of pilgrimage? No, it's really simple. We make it hard. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, when you open the Bible, it will open you if you let it. When we do that, we'll see and estimate men and women in the same way that God sees and estimates them. It's called seeing with God's eyes, seeing with new eyes. I hope I helped you to understand just a little bit about what faith and love is. And I certainly will explore this even more in future podcasts. So in the meantime, another podcast will be coming your way very soon. Blessings. Be well. Be safe.